Welcome to the Hanging Garden Radio Show. Goth, new wave, synth pop, and industrial music with guest DJs, interviews, ticket giveaways, and news from the scene every Tuesday from 6 p.m. till 8 p.m. Pacific Time on BFF.FM. Now here's your host, Owen. Oh no, look out! This is the Hanging Garden Radio Show. This is BFF.FM Best Frequencies for ever. Oh man, my neighbors definitely heard that one. And as I have said to you for what is turning into years, uh, we are not coming to you from atop the tower peter murphy we are not in the kevin key studio we are not in the al jorgensen studio we are not on john water street in san francisco because we are you know what i'm not gonna tell you we are we are here it comes at my house mm-hmm still at my house oh you can hear the laughter already <laughs> we are at my house uh, much to the uh, likely chagrin of my neighbors, when I'm I'm singing to you at, at times like this, they're behind the walls cooking dinner. They're like, what the hell does he do in there at this hour? But you know what I do. I have people over. You're here. Everyone's here. And most importantly, all the way from they, I don't know why they always say this whenever they say Washington, D.C., our nation's capital. Like, like we don't know. Like, like they don't say, you know, you know, live from New York, the Big Apple. But they always say live from Washington, D.C., our nation's capital. Anyway, I digress. It is the amazing post-punk outfit known as the Neuro Farm. Can you hear me, guys? Yeah. I'm so relieved. Hi, everyone. How, hey, how are you guys doing? How's Washington? How's how's life? Life is great. We have falling leaves, you know, as proper goths is the best season. Oh, it really is too, isn't it? Do you, I mean, it is October. It is, it is the Mid-Atlantic. Um, like, is it too early to have that smell of leaves in the air and the, the slight chill in the breeze? And a hint of smoke and the crunching of the leaves under your feet. It, it's all happening now. Every day when I take a walk with a dog, I'm so happy. That sounds lovely. Mm-hmm. 
let me introduce you guys, if you don't mind. That higher-pitched voice you are hearing is Rebecca, who does <laughs> vocals and electric violin. And the two lower-pitched voices that you will hear are Brian, who also does vocals and guitar, and Dreamer, who does drums. There's one band member who, unfortunately, is under the weather and not present. But, um, yeah, like, you guys at Neurofarm, you guys are really cool. Um, like, it's it's not just regular gothic music. I mean, like, Rebecca, are you a, a, a trained vocalist, as in, like, a classical vocalist? Wow, I'm so flattered you said that. I'm actually not, but people have asked me that. Um, one time, I did take a singing lesson with um, an Italian opera singer, and I just could not stop laughing the whole time. But then, apparently, that had some influence on my singing style years down the road. It, it definitely did, or I don't know where it came from, but, like, you definitely have the pipes, my friend. Oh, thank you. There is, there's a lot to talk about with you guys, like, absolutely. Uh, and, and I mean, I don't even know where to start, so I'm going to take a minute. Maybe we could just get into the music and go from there. What do you guys think? Perfect. Sounds good. Let's do it. Let's do it. This is going to be one hell of a show, because not only are we going to Washington, D.C., we're also going to the other Washington, thousands of miles away, beautiful, I do mean beautiful, Spokane, Washington, with DJs Lunagoth and DRX from the awesome Electrograve parties they have there. Oh, this is going to be good. i got a lot of really, really awesome requests this week for you. Great music. I mean, it's... October, so like obviously the event calendar and the nightlife news is just unreal. There's so much happening right now. Oh, it's gonna be such a good show. All of this, but first, right here on the Hanging Garden Radio Show on BFF.FM, let's kick it off with the Neuro Farm, and we're gonna just get right into their music with the song Midnight. Massacre. Anything we should know about Midnight Massacre before we hear it? Um, it's about killing everyone at midnight. <laughs> everyone needs a hobby, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope you got your watch set right then. Uh, <laughs> well, let's do it. This is the Hanging Garden Radio Show. This is BFF.FM. This is Owen. This is a ton of great music. Great requests. Like I said, Lunagoth, DRX, Spokane, Neurofarm, and the song Midnight Massacre. And all of it is coming to you right now!
That's actually not me making fun of Chaton Damone. That was somebody I was in a car with once while I was listening to Ashes, that Christian Death album, because I love that album so much. And she found that irritating and said, can we turn this off? And I said, 
this album is great. And she said, all I hear is, <laughs> and, I, and I will never forget that. Anyway, uh, Hanging Guard Radio Show, BFF.FM, my name is Owen. <laughs> and as I alluded to, that last song was Christian Death, the song When I Was Bed. Uh, there have been a lot of weird printings of that album, by the way. There's, and some of them had mistakes. I've seen versions of that album where the track list on on the the uh, on the on the sleeve said "When I was bad," B A D, and another one that said "When I was in bed," but it's actually "When oh. I was bed." So, yep, love that song. You know, I'm a big Christian Death fan. And then, by the way, they've been on the show, the Hanging Garden Radio Show. And then prior to that one was the Bellwether Syndicate. Uh, with the song Dystopian Mirror, awesome, awesome band. Uh, slightly related to Christian Death, actually, because uh, there's a connection between William Faith and Christian Death. Prior to that one, Clan of Zymox. Oh, I'm not telling you where these came from. The Christian Death was for somebody in Arizona. Thank you for requesting that. The Bellwether Syndicate song Dystopian Mirror was a suggestion out of Virginia. Uh, prior to that one, it was This World by Clan of Zymox. I had a suggestion to play a different Zymox song out of Florida, but I just really wanted to hear this. Uh, so I hope you don't mind. Ahead of that one, we were... Oh, actually, Zymox has been on the show. Ahead of that one, we were getting smaller with Ashbury Heights. That was a double request. I had requests for Ashbury Heights out of both the Santa Cruz area and also the Reno, Nevada area this week. Also, Hanging Garden veteran, by the way, Ashbury Heights. And we opened that, sec that, that set with our guest today, The Neuro Farm. Awesome, awesome band. And the song Midnight Massacre. You guys still with me? We are. We are, yes. Oh, thank God. <laughs> you know, I, I worry. <laughs> I worry. So, yeah. Um, like, man. Uh, can, can I pick your brain a bit about the the album you know that 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 yeah like the, the album is called vampire and it, is that a, a concept album because it, it feels like one yeah definitely uh, the album tells actually one kind of cohesive story that we wrote around um it mostly follows the protagonist that rebecca sings as but she's turned into a vampire by this cult leader who's in the song Purity and um, she eventually grows to despise him and builds her own following and, and kills him in the Midnight Massacre. But there's a couple of songs in there, Vampire and Mortal, which are the most uh, meaningful or emotional to me because they sort of talk about how, you know, Rebecca is the vampire has to say goodbye to her mortal husband because she's, you know, going to outlive him and she's cursed and can't live with him. And then some mortals from the husband's perspective singing to her. So it's kind of this sort of romantic tragedy. But yeah, I think it's really cool. And it follows a chronological order, too. So the first song is Cain, the original vampire in the Bible. And then the last song is Mastermind, because in the end, who's pulling the strings and controlling everything? Maybe Cain after all. You know, I. Yeah, if you listen. Oh, go on, please. Go on. Yeah, I was going to say, if you listen closely at the end of Mastermind, the last line is, who is the real Mastermind? And then you hear the sort of musical theme to Kane. So it's kind of suggesting he's the Mastermind of everything. I, that's, it's quite the story, actually. You know, it's, it's 
It's like a, a musical version of a novel. Yeah. Yeah, I always thought we could do like a if we had you know infinite time and money, we could do a movie of the whole story, sort of like Pink Floyd's The Wall or something like that. Yeah, uh, you, but... you could be the next boy harsher. <laughs> yeah, like I, you know, I I'm on the road a lot, and and when I'm alone in the car in the wilderness, driving through the night in the middle of of a tour or something, uh, sometimes I get into these deep thought cycles, and and one of the things I've kind of explored in my head, uh, a, a thought experiment, is what would society have to be like if people lived a very long time, you know, a thousand years or. Five thousand years. Like, how would our our society have to be different? And that's kind of one of the things that you're getting at. Like, if if you've got a vampire and the vampire is immortal, but they're dealing with mortal people, then like they would have to kind of figure out how to navigate those relationships in that way. Like, you know, for for better or for worse, in my opinion, mostly for worse, we live in a token economy. So, like, how how would that work financially for somebody that will never die? Uh, or would every hundred years uh, there just be some ritual where you just, like, walk away from your family and start a new one so you don't end up having to, to stagnate forever? Like, it wouldn't be till death do you part. It might be, like, 100 years to the day, and then you just start over or something, and since it's ritualized, it wouldn't be as... I mean, it'd still be hard, but it might not be as traumatic. I don't know. Like, have you guys thought about that kind of stuff when you were writing this? Definitely. And I mean, the sort of, like, the, the power thing you were alluding to earlier is definitely a lot of the motivation in the album. Because vampires are kind of a cool metaphor for that, because only the powerful vampires live, like, a really long time. And, you know, only the vamp those old vampires, they're all really powerful. So it's a cool way to kind of explore power dynamics, I guess. Um, because it does just accumulate into these few individuals. And the song Decay, for example, is about how for everyone other than those few, no matter how powerful you get, you're never really the one in control. Yeah. I mean, oh, please go on, Rebecca. Oh, sorry. I was going to say, have you seen the show The Good Place? The Good Place. No, I have not. Um, so it's a comedy about heaven and hell. So anyways, there was one scene where... Um, so people basically lived in eternity and this heaven version of hell. It, it, it's so com convoluted. Um, but eventually people got tired of living forever so they could choose to die. And in terms of you know, the drastic difference in mortality. I was thinking, if you have a pet, you sort of live that all the time because um, it's kind of a downer, but our beagle, Holly, died in 2018, and dogs only live at most 15 years, right? So as a human, you're faced with, you know, do you choose to accept this love into your heart, knowing that your loved one will die in in no time right so it's it's always this agony of you know choosing love and knowing that death is coming so it, it's it's very dark and 
I bet everyone with a dog or a cat has thought about that. Sure, sure. And I mean, you're... it doesn't matter yeah. how eternal you are. Uh, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, what they refer to as deep time, uh, I mean, death is inevitable because, uh, not to get too esoteric here, but like, we we are living in a universally, cosmically speaking, we are living in a very temporary period that is short-lived in comparison to the future history of the universe as it's currently understood. It's referred to as the age of stars. And, and whereas the universe will live for an inconceivably long amount of time, the age of stars is actually pretty brief in comparison. Uh, it's it's kind of a, a flash in the pan, almost literally, and uh, and so like even if you were to be eternal, then what? You know what happens when there's no more stars? What happens when there's no more planets? You know like you know, it, it. Where will you be then? You know it, it. It the further into eternity you go the the weirder it gets but it's still pretty intense like it, it it you're gonna have to deal with with death even if you were to live forever yeah and the millions of years um in the future the sun will become a red giant so even vampires will be burned to a crisp <laughs> exactly that yeah that's that's exactly what i mean and i mean speaking of um speaking of 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 hard science there is something i've been wanting to ask you guys uh like kind of off topic but uh rebecca brian you guys are are married and uh not only do you do the neuro farm but where exactly does is the genesis for the name neuro farm if if i might ask i think you know where i'm going with this I mean, I, it was my idea a long time ago when I was in college. Uh, I studied neuropharmacology. I was really into pharmacology and how drugs work, that kind of thing. And that name just popped into my head from neuropharmacology. So yeah, that, that's how I came up with it. Well, you're both actually neuroscientists when you're not musicians. Is that correct? That is correct. That's correct. PhDs. And and so you're you're not just musicians, and, and I don't mean to leave you out, Dreamer. Uh, but like, I, I just I had to ask about this. Like, you are actually PhDs with very gothic last names, Rebecca. <laughs> you are Rebecca. You are Doctor Rebecca Fang. Brian, you are Doctor <laughs> Brian Wolf. And you are actually married neuroscientists in this band. You could hyphenate your names and be Dr. Wolf Fang, and they're actually your real given, well, your real surnames. Is that right? Yeah, it's a missed opportunity. People keep telling us that. I'm thinking, damn, that would be such a great last name. But if I were to open a vampire club in the future, Brian mentioned that I could call it Fantasia. I don't know if you think too much. <laughs> Do you... I mean, I, I don't know all about your research or anything, but, like, if, do you ever think about, in terms of, of the, the the neurophysiology, do you ever think about music and, and, and brains and things like that together? Like, do you, do you think... Like, is that part of what, what, what inspires you? I don't know. 
Um, so I got into neuroscience, so Brian got into neuroscience because of neuropharmacology, whereas um, since I was a really young person, I've always been fascinated with mortality and the intersection of mortality and neuroscience, right? Because when it comes down to it, um, physics helps you understand the objective truth, but the reality as we see it is nothing but a perception. So that's why I chose neuroscience. And then if you put mortality, aging and neuroscience together, you get neurodegeneration. That's what I ended up working on for my PhD and postdoctoral work. Um, so, you know, I think that's, that's kind of gothic. And um, music is more just an expression, but I'm also quite interested in the neuroscience of music so for example our drummer colin can play 70 beats per minute without looking at a metronome um and it's you know not a trivial uh thing you know for the brain to be able to do and they've actually done neuroimaging of drummers brains and their parietal lobes works differently than normal people so. really drummers so dreamer do do doctors rebecca and brian do they do they just want to put your brain in a scanner and like has this been something you well, guys have discussed we we haven't formally talked about this but you know it, it's something that could happen um and and i, I can certainly vouch for the the truth in that uh the drummers are certainly wired differently i don't know whether that's a good thing or a bad thing but uh, drummers are certainly a unique breed of of uh, a musician and individual. They certainly sort of um, march to their own tune, their own beat. Obviously, their own. And so, they, they march to their own beat. Their own something, yeah, right. I mean, that's uh, that was right there for the taking, but um, had to. But uh, so I, we haven't talked about that in in like real formal terms but hey i'm i'm game for just about anything once one time so maybe that'll happen that's gotta be crazy <laughs> like and and you really can do that like if i if i say to you you know i i want to i want a a four four beat with a, a fill on the fourth count and i want it at precisely 132 beats per minute you can actually do that Without a um, I mean, I, I don't hold me to one thirty-two exactly, but I can usually get pretty, pretty reasonably close. And and you know, to be honest with you, I mean, um, I guess that's a maybe that's a, a, a talent or an ability or a skill or something like that. But I, I, if anything, I I could probably just as easily chalk that up to just having practiced and worked with a metronome. For so many years, you know, even as a little kid, when I started out um, just getting going in my drumming and percussion studies, um, you know, you have tempo um, sort of drilled into your head for so many exercises and things that you're practicing and and uh, pieces of music that you're trying to learn that it kind of starts to get into your if, if you're rhythmic, rhythmically inclined, it kind of starts to get in your head, whether you realize it or not. Um, so, I mean, you know, very common tempos, like any, anywhere around 120 beats per minute or anywhere around 80 beats per minute, that kind of stuff. It really, uh, it starts to seem in, and, and, and is familiar to you. Um, 
so if I could, whether or not I could pull out like 138 BPM off the top of the hat, possible. I, I don't know whether I'd hit it right on the nose, but you know, I mean, again, mo most drummers and my, I, I certainly include myself in this too. Like you're kind of just about anything and everything about my day. I can kind of tie back to something rhythmically, you know, you're, you're always tapping on things. You're always twiddling your fingers, even if you're working on a keyboard, doing computer stuff. I mean, there's always something that like rhythm is just always there in my, it kind of rules my world. And sometimes it drives you crazy, but um, it's sort of inescapable. I I have to ask after what you just said. Are you married or do you have a girlfriend? And how would you I, feel I, about I, this? <laughs> yeah, that's I, that's really funny that you you mentioned that. I mean, uh, yes, I I, I, I have a living partner. She and I. Um, for, fortunately, she's a very supportive um, person and and certainly musically um, inclined and interested herself. So she certainly appreciates my neuroses uh, when it comes to uh, rhythmic um, expression and practicing and noodling around on the tabletop and stuff like that. But even, you know, going back further than that too, my parents were were supportive in that regard too. So, I mean, they, I, I'm sure that I have contributed to whatever um, hearing loss and or insanity that may, they may have suffered as a result of my obsessive uh, percussive pursuits but yeah no so I, i'm pretty lucky that way yeah i mean it, 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 it there's no kids here but it's just me and her and four animals so the, the animals get a taste of it as well i mean i i'm imagining percussive pursuits in more personal areas as well and i i will refrain from asking you about that <laughs> Uh, that might be too hot oh for God. radio, uh, but, <laughs> but uh, we'll talk about that off air. Right. What's the rating of the show? Mm -hmm. And and I mean, I I have one more question related to this that I, I have to ask. Uh, and in order to ask this, I have to reveal to you that I am very very old. Uh, my body may only be so many decades old, but my inner child is so old it died of of old age. And one of the things that I sometimes do, since I'm uh, a senior citizen on the inside, is I watch 60 Minutes. Uh, to all the people who are listening to me that like 60 Minutes, I'm not saying you're old, but I sure as hell am. And I saw a piece on 60 Minutes about Tony Bennett. And I, I'm actually a fan of Tony Bennett. And, um, and it was kind of sad because he's got very severe dementia uh, and, it, and it's it's very apparent. Uh, however, he's still performing and that's what the piece was about. They, they push him out onto the stage and he's kind of like, I don't know where I am. And then like the music starts and it and he just goes for it. He knows every note, he's improvising, you know, cause he's as, as you know, pop vocals of that style go, he's pretty jazz tinged. And and so, you know, that's a vocalizing, a, 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 an improvisational vocalizing style. And and he knows every word, he knows every note, he, he can do, you know, all the stuff he was doing before, you know, 50 years ago, but he can't tell you where he is half the rest of the time. But on stage, he could be 25 years old. And the, the point of the piece was about how the music 
somehow works in a different part of the brain that is not affected by this kind of dementia. And I was wondering, doctors Rebecca and Brian Fang and Wolf, respectively, uh, I was wondering, <laughs> like, you know, since you're neuroscientists that also make music, I mean, do you, and, and one of you is studying, you know, degenerative brain disease. Like, do you come across this? Is this something that, that you... I mean, I, I got this off TV. You're actual scientists. So, like, do you have any, any opinions about this? Yeah, so this is actually really interesting. So music has been a really helpful therapy for patients with Alzheimer's and Parkinson's. The thing is, um, in Alzheimer's in particular, patients lose their episodic memory, right? So that's memory of um, that you can tie down to... a, a specific piece of information whereas music occupies a different part of your brain so often so like one thing that alzheimer's patients tend to feel is that they because they don't know what's going on so they feel scared and lost but once they start playing music they feel normal again so it's really helpful for patients with dementia um with parkinson's it's also really interesting you know how parkinson's patients often have you know it's a movement disorder so they have tremors and they have problems maintaining their balance right but if you get them into the groove and have them dance or play music then the movement problems sort of go away momentarily so there's something that music is doing and you know the fact that not just drummers but a lot of people can perceive beat and sort of dance on beat. You know, it's a, an illustration of the brain's ability to keep time. And when neurons fire together together in this um, particular pattern, it can be quite regenerative. Yeah, and there's like a whole lot to talk about on this topic. But um, I typically think of the brain as and memories in the brain as being more of a, a brain state, like a global state, rather than thinking about, you know, what neurons connected to what neuron. And one thing that music, I think, can really do is stabilize a certain state. That's why, like, it can kind of flip your emotion on a dime. Um, it can trigger all kinds of memories that you didn't, you know, that you otherwise would never have come up with. So. Yeah, that's how I like to think about it, and I think it's, yeah, that's a fascinating topic. It really sure. is. And and speaking of music, uh, I thought maybe we could get back into the actual music of the Neuro Farm, if that's all right with you, <laughs> with you guys. Is that is that cool? Yeah, it's yeah, a music it. show after all. <laughs> yeah, how do you like that for a segue? Uh, <laughs> and speaking of segues... Uh, how about the song Decay off the Neurofarm album Vampire? Is there anything about that song in particular that we would want to be thinking about if we're hearing it? Uh, I guess just what I mentioned earlier. It's just kind of about how uh, no matter how good your life is going, no matter how great things go, there's always someone more powerful than you who can always be able to pull the strings. I mean, that's very real. Well, yeah. maybe let's let's pull the strings. <laughs> you guys want to stick around a bit longer? Yeah. In that case, we got plenty more Hanging Garden Radio Show coming right up for you. In a bit, we are going to go out to lovely Spokane, Washington, the Lilac City, with DJs Luna Goth and DRX from the Electro Grave Nights. We also have more requests 
a hell of a calendar in the nightlife news. There's so much happening. My name is Owen. You're with BFF.FM. And right here, it's the song Decay off the album Vampire by our guest today, The Neuro Farm. Seriously, man, don't go anywhere. <laughs>
Garden Radio Show, BFF.FM, Best Damn Frequencies for Damn Ever. I'm your damn host, Owen, and that was a damn good set of music, if I do say so. Oh, that last song, that's called The Abstract. That's Morris Black and Gen Cab collaboration. That is not quite released yet, but it's going to be soon. How did I come to that? Why it didn't come for me. That's how I came to it. We're going to talk about that in a moment. Prior to that one, of course, we went to heaven or Las Vegas with the Cocteau Twins. I had a request for a song off that album out of New York. Uh, took a little liberty and played that one. I hope you don't mind. And we opened that set with our guest today, the Neuro Farm, and their awesome song, DK. But going back to that really cool Morris Black and Gen Cab song, that, as I indicated earlier, did not come from me. No! That came from our other guests today, all the way from beautiful Spokane, Washington, DJs Lunagoth and DRX. Can you guys hear me? We can. Oh, good. (laughs) How are you doing? great i so um i mean that i just let me just ask you straight up it was uh drx you were the one that chose uh the abstract by morris black and gen cab and that song is as of yet unreleased yes that's correct yeah so it's gonna be off his new album coming up in the fall i believe well it's kind of the fall now but later in the fall hopefully by the end of the year it's good. That bodes well. Thanks for getting it for us. Yeah, it's uh, it's. I think it's a good track in the sense of what he's done, and it kind of it just reminds me of basically kind of where industrial music, I feel like, is going. I mean, there's so much about the past that we always refer to, and the past builds the future. But something like that, where you know, it's 
it's different, but it's the same. And I don't know. I think I think it just I could talk for hours about that. We don't have that kind of time, but ultimately it it kind of is a it was really what he does and what a lot of you know these newer artists and bands do really encapsulates why we're still doing this darn thing after almost 10 years he mars black is a cool person too creative talented and really cool he's actually been on the hanging garden radio show with me so like i, I speak from experience cool dude uh so dj lunagoth and drx you two are a team out of Spokane, you're part of the the collective known as Electrograve. Why don't you tell me a little bit about that? Um, like, what exactly is Electrograve? Well, what began as um, just a couple of DJs trying to piece together a club night, and we kind of built it out of the ashes of a previous club night. And you know, we've act- in, a, in a weird twist, the of myself and Luna Goth and a couple of other DJs. Uh, Hobgoblin and Wormwood were the original four that started this back almost 10 years ago. And we've gone through lots of changes, lots of uh, venues, ups and downs, this weird pandemic thing. And full circle, we've all returned to the fold. And we're, you know, I, I hate to say the cliche, but we're, I think we're actually stronger than ever. Wouldn't you agree? Yes, definitely. With the addition of um, our longtime colleague, um, Devin Perez, Ion, DJ Ion, who we're lucky to have um, a part of the team now since he moved from Seattle. And you guys do Electrograve nights. Are they called Electrograve? What do you call your nights? <laughs> it's funny because we've always struggled with, from kind of an identity crisis and I am super guilty of just getting bored with calling it something and decided to call it something else. All of our nights used to be called something different then they were called the same. And so we actually, our, our base of operations lately has been a club. A little, it's a little dive bar called Berserk. And so we've just been calling it Electrograde Goes Berserk. Oh my God, I love that um, so much. Of, it was it was originally just a nod to like, hey, we're gonna do this one-off show there because originally we didn't know if it was gonna turn into a thing and they were pleasantly surprised. We were more pleasantly surprised. People came out, this was post-pandemic. They were, and they were, this was even still with max, masks required and vax required and people still packed the house out on a Saturday for us. And that was, that actually, I don't know about, um, about Elizabeth, but it gave me like all the life I needed to keep doing this. Because I'll tell you oh, right absolutely. now, I got oh my lord! I if I if I ever do another live stream again, it's <laughs> it'll be too soon. I just I know why they existed, and I understand the importance of how it got us all through. But for personally, for me, I'm missing the biggest connection and the part of it. So having that be a success, it just made us basically it gave us that that push forward. And so it's basically been Electrograde goes berserk since then because that's. The only venue we've regularly done are club nights, which used to be at a venue called The Pen, which I know Owen is familiar with. I have played there myself, yes. Um, we are, you know, May it, it still it still hasn't reopened as anything. It's still shuttered up, it's still very sad, but we're moving forward. You know, I, speaking of the, the online events, I, I, I understand your frustration. They are they are very hard to put on. Like they're really cool to attend. You know, if you're if you're just you click a button and there's people from all over the world all sharing the music with you and you can chat with each other and and hear music from anywhere in the world and you don't even have to go out. So like if you got kids, if you're sick, mm-hmm. if you if you, you know, have to work in the morning, if you live in a place that doesn't have goth clubs like North Dakota, you know, you you, oh, you absolutely 
you can go and and it's really cool and it brings people together from absolutely everywhere but it's a different experience from being in person so i think that it's really cool i just think that it's really cool in a completely different way i i, I couldn't agree more I, that's why I, I always struggle with the fact that i dislike doing them so much but to your point like the necessity for them existing and how much smaller it actually made the world and how yeah you could connect with so many more people and even even bands and artists directly who weren't maybe weren't necessarily so accessible before because in person it, it, again it's a different animal when you've got separation and so there's a huge like it was a huge upside it's just for me personally one of the main reasons i got into this was to be able to, to meet people and share this thing that i loved with people in my town totally and it was really more about making that world bigger but within the world the, the small world of the city we live in and so this, you know it is what it is i'm glad i i i know there's still plenty of successful artists and djs who use that as a platform still and more power to them and they're great that they still exist but we were just happy to be able to get out in public again and have a, a venue that supported what we did and was not only supportive but also please come back i don't think yeah. we've ever got a bigger com compliment than next time we have to do this with more than one bartender <laughs> yeah i yeah. bet i bet people came from all over uh, so not everyone's going to be familiar with where spokane washington is so let me let me do a quick primer here uh spokane is not seattle spokane is it is about five hours if the roads are open which much of the year they're not five hours to seattle seven hours to the actual ocean and an hour and 15 minutes to montana so it's it's right on the border of idaho and washington at the very point where idaho becomes very narrow at the top if you know if you know what i mean so it's this beautiful scenic wonderland with a waterfall of a giant river in the middle of the city you got to see it to believe it and the foothills of the rockies begin about 20 minutes to the east and and it's just an amazingly beautiful place full of like wilderness and farms and trees and mountains and countryside so if you guys are doing an event in a place that's that remote that's hours and hours from the nearest next town over basically i bet you get people that come in from montana from idaho maybe even from canada like to to go to these nights yeah, we sure we, do. That's got to be crazy. Been, yeah, it's it's cool that, and I honestly think a big part of that has been like our longevity. We've been under the name Electrograve, you know, promoting the occasional band, mostly club nights. Sometimes we do a theme night. We do all sorts of odd little things, but we we haven't we never went away. So I feel like there's a lot of when people see Electrograve, they they'll think about it another time that they saw an event or did a thing, or maybe they visited once and we're still around. And I think that's really helped us to continue to have that that name recognition for people that aren't in Spokane that aren't really like seeing it all the time, or at least as much as you know we're trying to put it out there. But we get people from basically anywhere that's <laughs> east of the Cascades is easier to get to Spokane than it is to Seattle because of the same reasons you just mentioned. The snow, the, so, the, the snow and the winding yep. roads, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, then Electrograve, um, I mean, not only would it be like the thing going on for hours and hours in any direction, but like, you're probably pretty well connected with some of the the events and and uh, and DJs and clubs and stuff on, on the West Coast. Like, how connected are you guys to Seattle or to Portland or, you know, the rest of the, the West Coast? 
that connection has actually been um, increasing in the last few years. Ryan and I are both um, active um, um, working and volunteering with the Mechanismus Festival. And so, um, and we've had like a 10-year-long relationship with those guys. So, um, you know, um, interpersonal stuff that way has been great. Um, like four out of the five um, Electrograve DJs have DJed the Mercury in Seattle this year. That place is um, great. I DJed there too myself. Nights. <laughs> yeah. So we've been enjoying getting over there um, and having more crossover. We've also had the Mechanismus folks over to us and um, you know, yeah, we've really been enjoying that symbiosis. When, when one of the big... Go on, please. Oh, sorry. I was going to say, just you reminded me that that's actually how the big, I feel like, the, so the biggest show we've thrown up until, uh, basically in our whole existence was, we recently were able to bring Hosiko over and play a new venue that we've been booking shows at. It's not a good venue for a club night. It's, it is made more for bands and whatnot. But all that aside, that connection only happened because Ali from Mechanismus sent the promoters my way because of a connection we'd already made. So reputationally, I get to kind of, because we kind of, we model a lot of the same way we run, we do business. And so it's just been nice to have like, a way into some of these bookings that normally wouldn't even know we exist. Just to your point, Owen, like we're in the middle of nowhere and somebody's like, what's Spokane? They're looking at a map. I'm like, is there something there? Like, yeah, there's something there. And I know a guy and I know these other people that we've worked with directly. And so it's a nice, it's, it's a nice warm lead for us to be able to try to put a show together, which is something we didn't have before the pandemic. We didn't have that relationship as nurtured as we do. And nor did we have a venue that could really support it until very recently. So lots of good things from that, from that relationship there on the West side, uh, Seattle specifically. Can I ask you what is probably a stupid question? Uh, I mean, mm -hmm. I'm, I guess since you don't know what it is, I'm just going to ask it. Um, so with all of this, this nature and this grand scenery, I mean, Spokane is one of the the most beautiful cities I've ever seen. You know, I, I I I go all over the country and like you know, there's places that have very impressive architecture, like New York or Chicago or you know whatever. But like they don't all have a giant waterfall in the middle of the city. So like you know, it's literally a city on a hill. You know, San Francisco sized hills, the streets, and I mean it's just beautiful. And then you you drive five minutes and you're just in this incredible countryside do people who come out to the goth club in in spokane who, who go to the the electrograve nights like are does the does the natural environment influence what it is to be into into the dark culture there like just the the stars and the trees and the mountains like i know a lot of people in the goth scene are very moved by nature a lot of us are wiccans and people like that like does the nature like really have an impact on the community i know it sure does on me i'm not sure about the community at large but um we do tend to have you know um probably more than other cities well i i don't know there's a lot of there's a lot of cities near rural areas <laughs> in the united states but i imagine that we have a higher percentage of people that actually live in a rural location or are regularly going through rural locations so i don't know whether that means that people kind of adjust to it like you do when you live in a rural location or whether people um are able to um you know be so um awestruck by it you know but i know that's definitely the case for me it's hard to miss it 
Like even yeah. if, even if you grow up there, you'd still have to be like, yeah, I take it. For, I mean, I I grew up on the East Coast, so like you know, big buildings and lots of people walking around and loud subway trains really are not impressive to me. But it <laughs> still was something I was aware of. I, I was like, I know not everybody has this. This is this is a big deal, even if it's not a big deal to me. It it, it must feel like that to you. Yeah, well, and, you know, there's also been an interesting phenomenon, I mean, that, that's been going on a larger scale um, for, you know, a few decades, but has really amplified since the pandemic. And that seems to be people from um, bigger West Coast cities moving to Spokane because it's way more affordable. Um, and it's meant that we have a... Um, you know, a real estate issue right now with not enough um, room, you know, but those cities, you know, those big coastal cities have gotten, you know, um, unlivable, um, you know, with rents and that kind of thing. And so, I mean, what that's meant is there are more alternative people um, mm. that are more knowledgeable, um, you know, about music, um, you know, moving to this area. And so we have seen quite an influx of new faces. And I think they bring with them the music education that larger cities breed, um, you know, that rural areas don't always foster as much. And also the, with it comes feedback from folks who are, you know, in larger cities, in different scenes, who've been to club nights and done things. And that's really helpful for us because, you know, because it's so rural, we're not super close to some of these bigger cities and you know, i think all of us have been to seattle enough to know kind of what they're all about but outside of the of washington state really i know that both of us are pretty limited on our knowledge of like how their cities work for the club scenes what are they are they clicky are they what, what are there gaps do they have all these different nights is it one big night what is the case so hearing hearing some of those people who come to school can like oh, i used to go to this one club and you guys what you do is really cool and we love that because we don't we like to think we're really cool and the amount of people that come out that continue to come out as a good measurement of that but it's still a really hard thing to get feedback on like is this a is this a good thing for people is this something somebody wants to come to and it's just like you know it's the creator's bane when you're like this is what i made i can only look at it from my perspective i'll tell you when i was there i had a i had a great time i'll drop the f-bomb i had a great time with you guys <laughs> like it, it, it really is just awesome and and such an awesome community and you know everybody it's a small city so like if people meet at the club and they're not coming from you know hours away because they live in you know idaho montana well idaho's right there montana's not very far but like if they're if they're not coming from far away they live 10 minutes apart you know you make a friend at the club you can hang out with them every day and, yeah and people do and that's really cool like really cool yeah. uh I I, I I i could talk to you all day I, but I can't because it's only a two-hour show. So I, I wanted to ask you, DJ Lunagoth, about the song that you have for us. I wasn't familiar with it, and there's a good reason for that. The band is called Symbionts. Would you tell us a little bit about that and what we're about to hear? Yeah, this is a, a new music, musical pro, um, project. Um, our music music is still in production at this point. We're working on um, having our first EP produced by Gloom Tomb Productions out of Spokane. Um, and it's a um, Seattle and Spokane project um, between Bruce Bierman, um, Ken Smoltz, and myself and um yeah we're um we're excited at the sound and um exciting to see where um things evolve and go from here well the song shattered uh that you you suggested that's a good song and i was wondering if you'd mind if uh if we hear that 
We'd love that. All right. Well, let's, let's do that. Uh, before I let you go, how do we follow you? How do we how do we keep up with you, DJs Lunagoth and DRX? And how do we keep up with Electrograve and all the stuff you guys are up to and the bands you're bringing and all that? We have a website now. Yes, yeah, exactly. We're, we made it. <laughs> Electrograve.com. And that's spelled with a K. E-L-E-K-T-R-O. G-R-A-V-E. Yep. Fantastic. And that's, that's kind of the mothership um, where we've got all of our social medias linked to. We got... It's not, we're not doing a ton right now, so there's not a lot of exciting news for upcoming shows, but it's where they would be posted on there. There's links for tickets, links for, you know, past show histories, working on getting some merchandise so people can buy t-shirts and stuff. Something that if everybody that's ever asked me about a t-shirt actually bought one, we could afford to make them, <laughs> but you know. <laughs> uh, so that's the main part. We're on, um, we're on Facebook, just facebook.com slash electrograve or search for electrograve entertainment. Uh, Instagram is electro underscore grave underscore entertainment and all of our stuff we tend to we're doing any crossover things as individual DJs we generally both promote it through the Electrograve page simultaneously to any of that just because it's kind of a it's really what we're all doing this for it is more of a about you know continuing the the, the growth of the scene and the events that we're doing in town and nearby areas and just getting people to know that we're still here Oh, you're still there, all right. Uh, and I look forward to being there myself at some point with you guys. DJ Lunagoth, DRX, thank you so much for coming on the Hanging Garden Radio Show. And thanks for creating a space for the community in Spokane, Washington. Thanks for having us again. Well, let's do it. In just a minute, we're going to do the nightlife news. we got so much going on this week. Tis the season, so you're not going to want to miss that. Not to mention that, we are going to spend more time with our other guest, which, if you have forgotten, and I don't know how you possibly could, is the Neuro Farm. We've got more music, more requests, more me, Owen. All of this coming up on the Hanging Garden Radio Show on BFF.FM. But right now... It's Symbionts. The song is called Shattered. You can only get it here. So you better enjoy it while you can. I'll see you on the other side.
Rare Rose Botanicals on Etsy would like to provide you spa quality products using nature's purest ingredients. Allow the complexities of ancient beauty baths inspired by global royalty traditions or the simplicity of nature's healing concoctions to nourish your body and soul. Indulge yourself. Find Rare Rose Botanicals on Etsy and acquire your own enchanted bathing experience. Does your outfit or your home need that unique gothic touch? What we like to call gothique? Then visit gothly.co, an online store specializing in gothic home decor and fashion accessories at a great price. We also carry one-of-a-kind items created by local artists that will definitely make you stand out. Visit gothly.co. We are unique. We are goth. We are gothic. That's gothly.co. We hope you visit us soon. Hey there, out in Radioland. If you are a regular hanging gardener here with me, then you know this is the point in the show where I shove my hand through your speakers, shove it down your pants, and start fingering through your wallet to pull out dollar bills for the station. You see, BFF.FM does not have its lips firmly pressed to the corporate teat, so the money to run the station has to come from somewhere, and that brings me to you. I ain't too proud to beg. If you feel like helping us out and making sure good music stays on the air, bff.fm slash donate. You can donate to your favorite show. If that is us, The Hanging Garden, then make a little note that it's for us, but you can donate to any show you like or even the station collectively as a whole, bff.fm slash donate. And if you can't or you don't want to, Thank you for just listening. By doing that, you are already a supporter. So seriously, thank you for just being here. But if you want to do even more, bff.fm slash donate. All past episodes of the Hanging Garden Radio Show are available for you to listen to anytime. Just go to bff.fm, find the show's page, click on Tuesday, and you'll find us right there waiting to be binged on. Now back to Owen for this week's event calendar. Ooh, don't mind if I do. Ah, tis the season. Can you feel it? I know I can. Gothic Christmas is almost upon us. Oh, my God. And, of course, here in Northern California's goth industrial scene, it's not like there's ever really any kind of shortage when it comes to our many merry, melancholy musical meetups anyway. Just keep in mind when you come out that different spots have different plots to handle shots and coverings, so it's always a good idea to come ready for a curation of vaccination information and a mask in case they ask. And don't forget that many of these fabulously freakish festivities foment on the internet as well on platforms like Zoom, Twitch, and the like. So no matter where you may find yourself, you are enjoy you are invited to join the fun with us just the same. So with that said, let's do the nightlife news and let's keep you in the know about all that is going on in Northern California's seemingly endless dark music community. This winning week of wildly worthwhile welcoming wonders awakens this evening with the interesting interface interjoining intriguing interactions and interlaced intermezzos interjected inside interzone. The tuneful Tuesday to-do at F8 in San Francisco, where Starscream, a.k.a. DJ, DJ Koyshek, Koyshek, Shake, I hope I'm saying this right, will be joining... Hex Embrace and Visc to fix a brisk mix of picks of Goth, EBM, Dark Wave, Industrial, Witch House, Dark Electro, and much, 
more. That is free all night tonight. But for lovers of loud live labors, Oakland's Elbow Room is head and shoulders above this week, giving a leg up to our hip music, with this being the first of several nights in a row provided by Body Shock. Actually, there was one last night, to be precise, but this is the first starting today, anyway. Topping tonight's tantalizing ticket is EBM's notable ninja of nifty new beat named Chris Baja, plus Contravoid's freestyle-infused industrial and DJ's Joel Conway and Krakor will tackle the tables for you. Come tomorrow, a ghoulish gothabilly gathering goes gonzo at the Great American Music Hall in San Francisco when horror pops drop non-stop tip-top chaos, plus the Delta Bombers regale retro rockabilly. This music inspired from different ages is open to people of different ages. Back at the Elbow Room in Oakland, though, tomorrow Darkwave delights dominate the fate of the date with Minu Wee Machine to convene the scene. With them are the intense electro-noir of Pantera and L. DJ Melting Girl is the perfect addition to this evening of engaging electronics. Then, the next night, Thursday... This riveting roster rolls on to Sacramento, where the terrifically tuneful trio of Minui Machine, Pantera, and L pass the badass mass of glass at Lowbrow, and this time, Darkwave lovers pay no covers. Back in the East Bay this Thursday, it is yet another awesome show as Unit Code Machine ignites an industrial inferno at, at Oakland's Elbow Room. Ooh, Unicode Machine has been on the Hanging Garden Radio Show. Uh, the gripping goth grooves of Ashes Fallen, also Hanging Garden veterans, will also mark the merriment. And Vague Lanes make a double bass post-punk case in the music space. DJ Star Noir will also be present to deliver delicious dance. Speaking of dancing, though, there's a new night kicking off in the underground speakeasy space downstairs at Amato's in San Francisco this Thursday with the brazenly Susic name of Staircase Mystery from the morbid, morbid masterminds behind Dark Sparkle, namely DJs Sage and Ms. Margot, who promise a whole night of music from the darker side of the classic and the current with bands and artists that provide the ambiance for your shimmering and glimmering, shaking and slithering on the dance floor. Not too far from there, San Francisco's Cat Club's big 80s party with the Orwellian name 1984 will be sanctified all through the night this Thursday with a special, wait for it, Nine Inch Nails and Cindy Lauper bash. You heard me right, Nine Inch Nails and Cindy Lauper. In the back room, DJ Damon and wait, wait, who's who's this? Oh, it's me, Owen! He's so unusual. We'll be getting down in it with all the coolest new wave, 80s pop, one-hit wonders, dark wave, and more. With special attention to the music of Trent and Cindy, because, you know, girls and everyone else, for that matter, just wanna have fun while the front room will burn to the best from across the decades as DJs for Porter and Formica are fixed to show you their true colors. With this much great music, you know you'll want to get just too physical, physical on the floor time after time. That's free all night because you know 
Money changes everything. See you Thursday, guys. This brings us to Friday. And what with this being the time of the year when there is a chill in the air tinted with the smell of crisp leaves, like we were talking about earlier, and the shadows are growing long. What could be more perfect than a classic horror soiree when dancing ghosts haunts the cat club in San Francisco? DJs Xander and, oh no, not this guy again, Owen, have your bellicose dose of morose on the back room floor as they entomb the room with gloom with, with hair-raising hijinks, specifically a masterfully moving mix of dark wave, post-punk, and industrial, replete with beats for your dancing feats, while DJs Ms. Margot and Adrian Scissorhands unearth a blood-curdling batch of the choicest Death Rock, Batcave, and much more. Whew. And since it is our season in the sun, or I mean actually not in the sun as the case may be, if the spirit possesses you, feel free to come in costume. I mean, this is, after all, a... Uh, how, how do I put this? This is a classic horror soiree. So, uh, yeah, if you want to dress up, it is by no means required, but it's certainly more fun, and you will get in for less if you do. Either way, Dancing Ghosts boasts the most fun. But if you're more in the mood for a lively live lineup, the place for you may well be Hotel Utah in San Francisco because all hell breaks loose this Friday when the Misfits tribute band turned horror punks in their own right. Plan 9 will be having a ghouls night out. Adding to these hybrid moments, it's the creepy crawlies with their deliberate dulcet dissonance and stiff middle fingers. That's a tribute to stiff little fingers. If you go to this show, it's pretty certain... You'll remember Halloween. Oh, man. <laughs> like John F. Kennedy, everyone has a Glenn Danzig imitation. Just saying. Uh, <laughs> your Saturday starts a little early because warm Sacramento has a cool show coming to Cafe Colonial. Post-punk prodigies in retrograde are sharing the bill with three very different kinds of metal outfits. Namely, Eye of Nicks, who dabble in multiple subgenres, including black metal, metal gaze, and even feature operatic vocals. No joke. Eludium, who reside at the crossroads of a more straight-ahead metal with a hint of 90s alternative, and the thrilling thrash of his master's noise. This is an early show running from 7 p.m. to 11 and is welcoming to people of all ages. But if you find yourself in the outer East Bay suburbs this Saturday, there is no need to just enjoy the silence because heavenly action is coming to Walnut Creek when two awesome tribute bands shake the disease at Retro Junkie. First up, Erasure-esque's Erasure-esque show l'amour to the work of Bell and Clark. Then, for the masses, just can't get enough of Depeche Mode, after which DJ Darker Days has their own black celebration of the 80s, 90s, and zeros for you. It's going to be the sweetest perfection. It's going to be just wild. Damn. Uh, <laughs> San Francisco's Rickshaw Stop will be having a good Saturday night as well. Icelandic Darkwave Divas, Kalon Mikla, also they've been on this show, will engage the stage, plus Kanga, also she's been on this show too, meets the beats with her signature dark dance and Yama Uba's danceable darkwave infused death rock. DJ Omar Perez delivers his collection selections with perfection at this all ages event. 
Then Sunday, Kalon Mikla and Kayla, Kay, excuse me, Kalon Mikla and Kanga move on to Harlow's in Sacramento, where they will be filling the Starlet Room with another All Ages offering. Just across town from there, Sunday is also the time for Sacramento to hit the floor at Club Absolution as it renders resplendent revelry at On The Y. DJs Keys, Carney Robber, and this week, Psychomantium advance your chance to dance, and this one is a special freak show theme, so they really are especially ready to frighten and delighten in the night in an intoxicating array of goth EBM, dark wave, dark electro, and more. Bring the dance and choose because you are gonna need him or in the other direction south south of the south bay where the trees meet the seas Whew, if it's sunday you know it's time for the box to take over the blue lagoon in santa cruz where the dj cartel known as the usual suspects which this sunday includes dj's mr white exocomp and hex embrace succeed in making music and mischief at this night of enjoyable industrial great goth pleasing post-punk electrifying electro and much more always a good time always free all night monday there's going to be a view from a hill at bottom of the hill in san francisco because the chameleons will be doing their swamp thing over there joining in this night of pleasure and pain it is the particularly pleasing post-punk partnership that is known as vision video and treasures hard rock with gothic sensibilities this impressive bill that's sure to leave your heart in shreds in a good way can be enjoyed by folks of all ages <clears throat> excuse me but also this monday the legendary Pink Dots will shower dour flowers of psychedelic experimental electronic hymns from the near future on the chapel in San Francisco. Making the rounds with them is Orbit Service it, with his darkly dreamy and dazzling doings. This is also an all-ages experience. But last, but n by no means least, there's Death Guild every week for 29 years. These dark souls have kept San Francisco scene moving all through the night. It all happens at the DNA Lounge, where upstairs DJs Sage and Pitt give you just the right balance of goth, post-punk, and dark wave, while downstairs DJs Joe Radio, DK, and Melting Girl do not disappoint, delivering lots of awesome industrial, EBM, and synth, and after a night of great dancing and drinks, you know there is nothing better than a piece of some of the best pizza in town. And while I am on the subject of Death Guild, I'm just going to briefly remind you, not this coming Friday, but Friday after. That is Friday the 28th, Friday of Halloween weekend. We are starting brand new events all together at the Starline Social Club in Oakland. It is an old dance hall from 1893, and each room will be a separate and very different dark dance party. But when you're inside, you can walk between them just like you do between rooms anywhere else. So you get all of these. It's amazing. Upstairs, it's going to be Death Guild, and you know what that is like. It is going to be amazing. In the area called the Social Club, within the Starline Social Club, uh, is a night called Vertigo that has been a smash hit on Twitch since the pandemic. That is going to feature 
all the new black mostly dark wave ebm post-punk but what's current and really moving feet and moving souls in our scene you, it's really good and in the area they call the crystal cavern i will be starting a brand new night called dazzle which is an ethereal dance party full of shoegaze goth uh trip hop witch house and anything else that swirls in the shadows but this is a dance party so it's gonna be amazing all three of those simultaneously in separate rooms for you to enjoy this friday of halloween weekend so a week and a half from now the 28th of october starline social club in oakland is going to be one of the parties of the year seriously oh man Oh my god, Neurofarm! We have so much going on that we're actually starting to run out of time, and I don't want to leave before we hear more of your music. Would it be okay with you if I play the song Confession? That'd be wonderful. Love it. Alright, without further ado, there's been a lot of ado. This is the song Confession, <laughs> off the album Vampire by our guest today, The Neurofarm, on the Hanging Garden Radio Show. Don't go anywhere! We won't be too long.
Oh my god, already? Okay, okay. Uh, Neurofarm, it is too soon, but I gotta ask you. Like, thank you for coming on. Rebecca, Brian, Dreamer, thank you so much for coming on the Hanging Garden Radio Show. How do we follow you? How do we know what you're up to? How do we find your music? And what events do you guys have coming up? Because you guys are awesome. Oh, thank you so much. First of all, thank you so much for having us on. We had such a great time. Um, we're pretty easy to find. We are the Neural Farm with a the, sorry. <laughs> so we're at theneurofarm.com and that's our social media handle as well. And so, so we're on Spotify, Instagram, Facebook, uh, and our official website is just theneurofarm.com. And so this Friday, if you're in the DC metro area, we're playing a haunted house show. Uh, this Friday, um, October 21st, at the Virginia Workhouse Arts Center. It used to be a prison, so it's super cool. And wow. then on November 5th, yeah, we play with our good friends, Red This Ever and Alice. Um, that's in D.C. So. Red This Ever and Alice, A-L-1-C-E. Mm -hmm. They've both been on the show, too. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Wow. yeah. Well, cool. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much. And, you know, if anybody is looking for me, you will find me Thursday at the Cindy Lauper and Nine Inch Nails celebration. Can't write this. At 1984 at the Cat Club <laughs> in San Francisco. Friday, I will also be at the Cat Club in San Francisco for the classic horror bash at Dancing Ghosts. Don't forget, a week and a half from now, Halloween weekend, Friday of that week, uh, Friday the 28th of October, Dazzle, Death Guild, Vertigo, this is all going to be amazing at the Starline Social Club in Oakland. And, of course, I will be at Death Guild's Darkest Night Celebration on Halloween night at the DNA Lounge in San Francisco. I have four Facebooks if you want to find me that way. Owen, Owington, Owensford. Feel free to say hi, add me. Most of all, make requests. Most of the requests that come, from, come on the Hang Garden Radio Show come to me as personally directed Facebook Messenger texts. And I love playing music for people. So keep those coming. Ooh, wow. Uh, thank you so much to the Neurofarm. Thank you to DJs Lunagoth and DRX from Spokane. Thank you to the donors. We really are only here because you let us be. Next week on the Hanging Garden Radio Show, it's the band Darling Candy. If you are not familiar with them, it's a collaboration between Brent Hines of Probe 7 and Groovy Man of Thrill Kill Cult. I'm sure talking to Groovy Man is going to be really fun on this show. That And it will be DJ Aesthetic from Atlanta next Tuesday or anytime as a podcast on the Hanging Garden Radio Show. Until next time, stay safe, stay sane, stay together, and stay tuned. Because up next on BFF.FM is the new show Rain Station. And you know you do not want to miss that. Goodbye, everybody! The Hanging Garden Radio Show is brought to you by Owen and listeners like you who help us keep the show on the air every month. If you would like to contribute, go to bff.fm slash donate today and make sure to make a note that your donation is for us. I'm Davey Bones, the founder of The Hanging Garden. Thanks for listening and we will see you next Tuesday at 6 p.m. Pacific Time on bff.fm for another episode of The Hanging Garden Radio Show.